Welcome to episode 13 of the second season of LOI Weekly with myself, Johnny Ward, and Daniel MacDonald. We have two Watford guys in the studio today, head of the big game at the weekend. Watford in great run of form, and uh, we'll have a good chat with them. They are Paul Keegan and Dave Webster. How are you getting on, lads? Grand. Yeah, not too bad. How are we doing? Grand, yeah. You look, you look very big there, Paul, that chair. It's like <laughs> towering over me like The Apprentice. It's hard to explain. He's actually sitting on a throne for some <laughs> yeah, reason. Yeah. This was Pat's yeah. chair, wasn't it? When he was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same height as when Pat was here. <laughs> and uh, Daniel MacDonald, what's the crack at yourself? How are you, Johnny? You're only back Grand. in from New York like six hours ago. I so. had a real first world problem last night. Um, the Wi-Fi stopped working on the plane after about an hour. Yeah. And that actually was like... Because you kind of factor in, I, I'm, I get very bored on flights. I was like, well, I'll go on the Wi-Fi and get a bit of work done, whatever. And uh, yeah, just just died, which was. And I so couldn't, you couldn't really ask him to turn the plane off. Like, have you done any research for this week then at all? No, we were in New York on the piss for the last five days, basically. Yeah, uh, I was over at um, the New York game against uh, Leitrim and um, didn't really see any football over there. But I just caught up on the results. Galway United lost to Harps, disappointing. Mm. Yeah. Well, for you, yeah. It was this point yeah. for me, yeah. Um, but Warford, that was... And neither of us predicted this, did we? No, I don't think so, no. Yeah. No. Warford beating the dock. It's been, it's, it was a busy old weekend, sort of highs and lows, I suppose. Um, the low of Stephen O'Donnell. Uh, yeah. Just to mention Stephen O'Donnell, like, uh, I don't know what you can say at this stage about the ill luck that's befallen him. Yeah, it's, it's grim. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a long road back from, uh, from you know... <laughs> he just seemed to be getting back into the groove again and it sort of struck him again. So, um, And it's just so innocuous as well. I mean, the, the lads would sort of know. I mean, it wasn't as if this was an incident in a game where there was, you know, people crowding around sort of looking for retribution or something. It was just a harmless yeah. sort of, a harmless clash. I mean, did you have any sense at the time? That no, was serious to, or? to be honest, I thought it was his knee. He obviously let out a bit of a scream and he's not the type of fella that would go down. Um, so I thought it was his knee. I thought maybe he twisted his knee because I know he had problems with his cruise ship before didn't he? Yeah. so uh, ah, very disappointing like he's a he's a good player and he was actually playing well he was getting on the yeah, ball he like was, he was yeah, yeah. he was starting to, to influence it you know I think we started well but he was getting on the ball and getting him into the game and then obviously uh, you know it, he, he broke his leg but hopefully all you can say is hopefully it's a clean break and he yeah, gets yeah. Back. we're still it's, waiting on the prognosis quicker, you know? I think there was initial optimism that it could be very straightforward I think Stephen Kenny said last night it's not quite the case so just wait to see. I mean, his attitude over the weekend was, here we go again. Like, this is another comeback. So, um, More comebacks. Than Rocky, I think he said, Rocky, or something yeah. like that. So, he, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all you can do is, is, is wish him the best. I mean, it's, I, I did speak to, I was at the Pats Rovers game on Friday and spoke to some people involved with Pats who said in the 5-0 on the Monday he'd bossed the game. Because mm. I think he'd been finding his, you know, he, he was feeling his way into the season and maybe hadn't been at his 100% best, but I think he was just coming towards it, which just makes it a... Which makes it cruel, you know. He but, can uh, concentrate fully on his wedding now, basically. Yeah, he's yeah. it's probably bad timing for him, really, to be honest. He's going to end yeah, up he's a lot more a lot involved than he would have wanted to be, like, yeah. you know, um, an issue. What sort of player do you think he is, like, having played against um, him, I suppose, down the years? And what would, how would you rate him among the League of Ireland midfielders of the recent times? Very good. Like, he's... Uh, I don't know how many leagues he won. Is he won five or six leagues? Yeah, he's up there. He's up in that that sort of own hairy sort of <laughs> yeah. bracket, you know. So like, you judge a player by that, obviously as well. But he's similar position to myself. Gets on the ball, gets some play, plenty of experience. He's always been very good on the ball. And he's obviously done very well for them in Europe. Um, I've always thought he was an excellent player, and he, he liked that the other night he was starting to influence the game. Um, when they're away from home, you're under pressure. He was getting on the ball, just doing simple passes, and that's what. 
people, you need people like that to drag you into a game and settles everyone down. I think he was starting to do that the other night and they were getting a foothold in the game after we kind of started pretty lively, to be fair. I thought yeah. we started well. Um, he's but, been massive. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's a great player and hopefully he does come back, you know what I mean? Just He knows what to do himself. You know, he's been through it. Obviously, he had some, some bad injuries, but... I think there's, there's, there's a lot left in him yet. I don't think he's... Big time, yeah. He's been massive for the doctor. Yeah. The success they've had over the years. He's, he's been a big part of him. Yeah. On a brighter note, yeah. brighter note, yeah. What a, what a result for Watford, Dan. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah. I mean, I, I look very interested to have the two lads in because um, I think Waterford have been the story of the season so far and I was then there for the Cork game. and Not title we, contenders, though. Well, we've, we've said that all the way through and as Waterford have been very, you know, I've, been, I've pointed it out themselves the whole way through, but... Um, <laughs> certainly, like there's a there's a, there's a really great vibe down there. I think it was three and a half thousand people there on Friday yeah. night, and it must just be a Most great experience weeks. to yeah, yeah. to be involved at a club with such positivity around it. It seems oh, like every brilliant. week. Yeah, yeah, no, it's brilliant. Uh, the fans have been excellent, even you know at times when we got one down or times are tough. Like you know, the fans are getting us through and they're coming out in their draws. And but we're always reminded that Renny always reminds us that only a couple of years ago there was only two hundred, three hundred coming yeah. to games. So yeah. it's it's. It's great for us to be a part of that and be a part of bringing the fans back. Yeah, I mean, Paul, like this time last year, you were finishing up in Doncaster, and Waterford obviously came up as an option, and they're in the first division at the time. I mean, was there a part of you that thought, "God, Waterford really?" Or what was your, you know, you know, what was your view? Because I mean, the club, as as Dave mentioned, I mean, they hadn't been a sort of a shining light in the in the previous couple of years. So, what was your thought when the idea came up? Um, yeah, obviously, it's you know, first division. I. I knew Pat obviously from from Bowes and being here, and um, that was the main reason really. Pat came to me and said, "Look, I know it's the first division, and I want you to bring you down here, get us over the line." They, they were already flying; they were top of the league. Um, I think there was about twelve, thirteen games to go, or something like that. But um, no, he he sold the place to me, and he, he had a plan in place what he wanted to do. I knew Pat would do it right. Um, I knew Rennie obviously um, from his time at Shells and. Um, to be fair, they just, you know, they brought me in. They said they'd do anything to, to accommodate me, to look after me and basically get it over the line. And I knew that this season that he put a good squad together. Um, you know, Pat's always been successful nearly most places he's been and his professionalism. That's what kind of brought me to the club, really. I spoke to other clubs here and um, it obviously would have been maybe easier to stay in Dublin. Yeah. Um, but I just felt that that was the, the right fit. And, you know, put put a little bit of pressure on yourself to go and make sure you get up because if we didn't go up, you know, you'd be in trouble then. But um, coming back from Doncaster, I was in there with injury and ha hadn't played a lot. So I was just looking forward to get back playing games. So I think it was the right decision in the end now. So there's, there's four of you based in Dublin now, right? The rest of the team is sort of based in and around <coughs> the Waterford area. So there's a carpool with you two, I think Rory Feely and, and Dylan Barnett. Yeah. So spend a lot of time together like on, on the road too I mean, much time yeah. Yeah. yeah too much yeah, but you're still you're here on your day off still chatting away know, so you yeah. can't be that bad you know? <laughs> is it, I'm trying to you is it that balls. bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is yeah. What, are, what are the two lads like um, that's a great Dylan's yeah. chatty fella um, doesn't really say a lot very quiet fella right up our um, street <laughs> yeah I really like him really get on with him now Rory Feely was just a bit like that we get along a lot better but uh, he obviously isn't anyway he likes to chat yeah. he likes, he likes to chat he likes to chat yeah. um, what would he chat, chat about anything really <laughs> anything you want to chat about we chat about yeah. and what, absolutely are, anything was there any imper like was there any sort of stress of you to live in Watford or were you told if you do want to live in Dublin mm -hmm. I know a lot of clubs want a local policy now yeah no. to be honest with you he 
Uh, Rennie, choice yeah, Rennie obviously yeah. said like we like pre season now we were down there, we were staying in a hotel. Um you know, stayed a, few, a lot. We stayed a lot we a few nights lot, yeah. and um if we want to stay, we can stay Monday nights, we can stay Thursdays the night before our games. Um he's basically left the yeah. choice with us as long as we're happy so and ready to go us, on a yeah, on a Friday. Yeah. So they do try and pre season was a bit tough, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we were in we were in mm. Monday to Friday basically mm. and we obviously were staying in the hotel, we were trying to go home. Yeah, we were down all week really. Cabin yeah, like, fever kinda yeah, yeah. But I suppose all the games now and stuff, it's a bit different. You know, you exactly, have a day's yeah, off yeah. to rest, I suppose. But do you stay over still? I think we spoke before, Dave. You might yeah. stay over the odd Monday, Monday night or if, something. If you, get a, normal if, week. You get a, if you get a normal week, I would stay Monday and the odd Thursday. Yeah. Kind of stop the other Thursday. But yeah. You yeah. go home, go home, get into your own bed. And another night before a game. What do you make of the quality of this team, though, compared to all the teams you've played with? Because you've some really good players and seems to play a great brand of football. Dave, I'll start oh, with you. What's up there, yeah. No, yeah. It's up there, with, definitely with me anyway. I know Paul's probably played in better teams than I played in. When he started really, career only took off really, say, last three or four years. Like. Mm. But um, no, what's up there, yeah. And especially in pre-season, I remember seeing, obviously in training, you see it up close, but kind of got a few mad results in pre-season, the friendlies and that. And I uh, wasn't expecting it to go so good, but look, we've all gelled and I don't think it happens too often. I know, especially at Rovers, we had a few new squads in every Every January we're getting loads of players in and it took us time to gel, but for some, reason we've, gelled, for some reason we've gelled, we've gelled straight away. But, and it's happened very quickly. Like. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not like I've never experienced it. I've never experienced it to gel so quickly, but... Mm. We have a great know. mix. Yeah, it's, it's, we've it's great having of, a few. We have a mix like. of everything. We've like, we have a Dublin car. It's good having lads from England. other cultures in as well. Yeah. You know, like we have local lads, lads from Waterford. Well. Rory Feely. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've Rory there keeping it all together. Um, but the we've a, we, the dressing room. we do. We have a great mix of older lads, younger lads, local lads. Now we've local manager. I think it's a. Yeah, I, but it was a big thing. It was a big thing. Pat was saying to me when I was talking about signs that you want to get the right characters in. Yeah. Characters in first, and then football after. Really, that's what he was saying. And yeah. I didn't think. Obviously, obviously, when you think you hear that, you think. People that go to football, <laughs> <laughs> but it when is you look important back, when you look back it? and you look at it now, you see he's spot on. Like, yeah, you know, how rest falls into place. Like how much of a character is Bastian Airy? He's a bit of a lad, apparently. <laughs> I haven't yeah. got enough time to talk about. How yeah. much of a he's a bit is. loud. Yeah, he's a bit <laughs> yeah. loud. Yeah, you've got, got enough time. You've got you need enough time. him. You need him. <laughs> yeah. You need someone like him to dress me. Is he your player of the season so far? Or close? <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's been a lot of a few. There's a lot of good. It's hard to put someone on top of. In fairness, like. Put yes. someone up there as on their own, like Stanley's been brilliant as Stanley's well. Stanley's been great. Paul's been great, and Rory's been excellent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not, it's not a joke now. He actually yeah. has been. He's yeah, been he has. You know, Gary Comer has been asked to play. Guy's been asked to play different positions. Rory's yes. come in centre half. He's played right back, and a lot of lads have taken to it very well. Have like. really mm-hmm. st- stood up, like and even the two lads on loan, Figs and yeah, Corny, uh, Corny yeah. and. Big Izzy, Izzy up top, like, you know, everyone's... It, it is a hell of a mix. What you think about it, you have to name them all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a hell of a mix. I mean, and, and so, like, during the, the... And, you know, in the League of Ireland over the years, we've seen overseas players come in and they almost go just as quickly. So you, you see someone like Ibarra come in and you see their CV and it's like, wow, he played for Ajax and stuff. And it, But is there an element in the dressing room? You, you, you hear about the profile of these lads, but you just want to see what their attitude is in the first couple of days because we've seen lads come in and leave the league just as quickly. But clearly... They must have showed something in the early weeks that they were buying into it. Yeah. I guess. But it's it's a competitive league. It's like a good it's, standard, like yeah, isn't it? No, it, it is. is yeah. But it's I think it's it's like for myself or any lads even that were playing in England come back and if they think or you think for one minute it's going to be easy, you'll just get brushed aside and you won't play. Like it, yeah. everyone's fit, working hard, 
like there's lots of young lads and if you're not at it that's the basic requirement mm. if you're not fit and you're not at it like yeah. you'll you'll get turned over by by an 18 year old like so yeah i think stanley coming in you know he's worked hard i think yeah, he was out of contract for a while like i don't think he had a club for yeah i don't think he's played many after games and portsmouth he was at yeah. so he came into us and he obviously has a, a point to prove as well and um, he's been excellent. He's been excellent. Like, you said you spoke to Owen Doyle, didn't you, about him? Yeah, I texted Owen about him. Yeah, um, Rennie got on to me just to ask Owen. I think he thought that Owen had played with him for longer than he, he had. He's only been with him two weeks. I think so. Both. No, Owen gave him a good. <laughs> Owen gave him a great character reference, and then yeah, I played. I, I played against. I think him a week later he got sent off <laughs> in a friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I texted Doyle straight away, going, "Yeah, cheers for that, Doyle." So. <laughs> yeah, he's had not a bad character. Great, great judge, great judge of character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I played. I played against him when I was at uh, Doncaster. I think it was a reserve game or something, and he was at Notts County. And I just remember he was very strong. You can't knock him off the ball. Like yeah. he wants you to get That's tight. The Doyle said he's. He said yeah. shouldn't be in the league. He said he's. Like he'd have two or three people. Play, like he's so strong, play, he can hold people off. And he said he's unbelievable when you see him play. Like, yeah. and <laughs> you know what's proves he's. You can see it by him. Have you found it's a different league to the one you left, Paul? Just in terms of. You know, when you were when you were here before with Drawdown Bows, I mean, we've talked a bit on this about how maybe it's a bit of a younger league now. Certainly, I mean, I know that's just because you're you're a senior pro now, yeah, maybe compared old, to yeah. you know you're a senior enough pro when you left, but still. But just in in general, I mean, you mentioned there's young lads of eighteen might turn you over. There's a lot of young players, a lot of young midfielders this year. Have you found it's a different type of league to the one you left, or is it sort of similar? Yeah, I, t- I think it is. Um I think, like when I was here before, I think there was, the, I'd say the age was probably around 28, 29, the average age, where now it's, could be 22, 23 yeah. in a lot of teams. Now, young, yeah. look at Dundalk or Cork, and, you know, I think they've got a lot of, you know, experienced players as well. We've got experience in our team, but you look at Bows, they're very young. Even Shamrock Rovers are, are pretty young. Yeah. Um, You know, it's it has changed. I, I think everyone's trying to play football. I think there was there was times when we were in the league before where, it was more physical. It was more aggressive. There was maybe a bit more of a tempo. Like, remember the times when you you try and get the ball and turn out, and there'd be two or three people on mm-hmm. you trying to smash you up straight away. And we trained like that. A draw down a balls. I was chatting to Stephen Gray the other day, and it was so intense that you didn't have time. And where now I think there's more focus on trying to play football, and um, different formations, and obviously younger players. Where I don't know. I think I think the the maybe the the tempo or the the pressing and it's kind of been not sacrificed but it's changed a little bit and it's more focused on playing which is good for people coming to watch the game but I do think the age is is a bit is a bit younger now than it was which is going to bode well for the future you know when all these lads get experience and then in five or six years time they're all experienced players playing the league if they're still here I'm sure if they're they'll all probably want to get away maybe go to England you know if they if they can further their careers but um, it bodes well for the future, I think. It's interesting because I know when people talk about, and you know, there's one of these debates like when was the strongest league, or when was when was the strongest time. But there was that time around 06, 07 when there was like Shell, at the end of the Shells team, mm. the really good Shells team, and then there was Cork, and then there was Derry and Drada coming on the scene. And I, I still think some of the top games around then were really good. But you're you're saying that there was there was a different maybe a different style to some of the bigger games now. I remember just going to some really in, I remember shells and Drawda and Talca Park one night and it was yeah. just frantic. Yeah. But it was good stat but it was it was intense. But yeah. it, you think it's slightly different now, maybe in terms of the, the tempo of some of those games? I think just yeah, I th- I think that the the pressing, the physical side of it, I think the second balls, that's I remember when I first came into Drada that there was such a focus on like winning your headers, winning your tackles, um, 
that intensity. I think I remember coming on the draw of the game, and uh, I think I think I set up a goal or set up two goals or something like that. But I missed a tackle, and Paul <laughs> Dillon ripped me to pieces. Like, yeah, he ripped me to pieces, and I thought I'd done great, and he ripped me to pieces. But he was, you know, he was making me grow up. He was, he was. I was only a young lad, and he was probably trying to turn me into a man, and I needed that. But it's, I think, that physical side maybe because people are younger and maybe not as developed as kind of mm. a little bit out of the game. But, right, yeah. Um, but the train has changed as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like it's... How has it changed? Well, years ago, the train would be the same kind of what he's saying now. Now it's kind of downtown, but some bits, like it's more technical side of it, say, doing tactics kind of stuff, whereas more years ago it used to be just, yeah, running and around I, the pitch. And, and even now we kind of... Like, fought, like even we, like the pre-season training, the fitness yeah. has totally changed. Like, it's yeah. not just doggies running around the pitch for half an hour and... Yeah, a lot of players who come into the league have said the pre-season really surprised them how tough it was as well um, at certain clubs like mm. um, they're just very fit players like yeah, I think people are looking after themselves a bit better now mm. as well yeah like. well, they have to like they have to especially with it being a young now a young league like there's no real like know. points after the game anymore like that just seems to be completely gone yeah, oh, pretty much. Yeah, totally gone. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> right, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll actually... It's just too many guys. <laughs> yeah, too many guys. don't have the time. You should come down to Waterford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the... Uh, your setup in Waterford, though, was quite good. I think, again, we spoke about it before, that you do all your training, actually, in the RSC, in yeah, the complex. There. Yeah, yeah. And if You eat together got, and stuff uh, as well. And yeah, there's yeah. a few pitches up the back, and that's the, the training pitches, and Rennie has an ongoing joke there, because it's always... Still a bit mucky, like we say. Oh, wait, you see the summer, it's gonna be brilliant. It's gonna be brilliant. This <laughs> yeah. is every time you go out to sunshine. Oh, wait, you see this in the summer. It, it is, but the f- facilities but it, we have is, is very oh, good. It's brilliant. Like, yeah, you've got the gym, gym over there, and this little room upstairs, say on top of the dressing rooms. Even the dressing rooms, the standard of dressing rooms are yeah. the best mm. in the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that makes and that makes a difference. Does it? Does yeah, that does, make a difference yeah. just when you're going into your work does, and you feel does, a bit? You feel a bit more professional. Feel more. Yeah, everything's looked after. You feel after. like a footballer, and you feel like our kit. You know what I mean? Everything's looked after. There's breakfast there when we go. Like we obviously traveling down uh, some mornings, and you know it's an hour and a half in the car. We get down. There's breakfast there for us. And yeah. Michael, um, Michael, the kit. Man. All our kit is Michael, laid the out. Kit man, Richie. You know? Yeah, Michael has been there every day during the week. Richie, obviously. It's a part-time job as well, like, but it's two lads look after us. Yeah, and like, you, you, you yeah. win every morning, you, your gear's there, washed, ready to go. Like. Yeah, so, 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 as I, saw, I heard Courtney Duffa speak recently saying the setup might even be better than what he had at Oldham. And it wouldn't yeah. surprise me because I was over in Oldham doing a piece a couple of months ago yeah. with Jack Byrne and like they had a training ground where the pitches weren't... The day I went there, the training ground, the pitches weren't fit for purpose. So I think they were getting into the cars and going up to the stadium which was like 10 miles yeah. I was looking at this going Jesus this is like this is league one football here you yeah. know now they got relegated so maybe, it's not, that, maybe it's not hugely yeah. surprising they that got relegated it, and one other probably club. spending their money on well Ola went down and well the, Rochdale stayed up at Ryan Delaney and Ola right. went down yeah. that was the la- that was the last so, day sort of uh, I think there was back. one other club with the League of Ireland connection that went, got relegated as well. oh yeah Barnet Oh, that was down yeah. in league. That was yeah. down in league too. The, the great yeah. escape didn't happen on no. the No, but it's just it's funny. Disappointing for McElhinney though. That yeah, no, big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, and he had other options as well, and it's it's this, it's the whole sliding doors thing, or whatever. You know, even the last couple of days, you've seen Dave McMillan score twice for St mm. Johnston back to back games, and they were the two players that left, and they had choices, and you would have thought going to League One and a good contract probably might be the more attractive one but now they're wage cuts now if you're league, relegated, you would assume it's probably yeah. could be could be written into their contracts because yeah. you know obviously from your time in England you sort of went up and down the leagues yeah, with Doncaster and it changes the Aldham, dynamic yeah all of them would definitely have it in their contracts I'd say and I'd say probably Courtney at our place has it and um, it's usually a 50% wage cut you know if you're going down to league two mm. so 
they might offload the lads. The lads might want to leave. I don't know now, but... Um, so, yeah, it's, it could be a stressful time. I, yeah. I assume for... You've been in dressing rooms at this time of year as in, in the end of the English season where... Like, it's funny because it, I was going to bring this up at some point. I'm reading the list of this week of all the players being released by the various clubs, you know, and yeah. I guess, I mean, it happened you here and I think Pat Fennon called you within an hour, mm-hmm. but I guess in England where there's so many more players, it must be, must be much more stressful when you get released because lads don't know if they're going to get back in, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, you know, there's, there's so many players out there trying to, you know what I mean, get into a club and do well and getting released or, or getting let go and you're looking at your options and you're ringing your agent and there's not a lot of people being signed. As soon as the season finishes, people are going away on their holiday straight away and it's usually the summer of waiting around to see what's what comes about. Yeah. And a good advantage is if any of the lads now or English lads are out of contract, is the Irish clubs getting onto them and having a contract for them. Now straight saying, away. here we go, yeah, here we go. Here's just a, ready to go into I've, yeah, I've a year contract or two year contract for your D1 to take it. And now's the time to strike. Because yeah. yeah. that's, that's where you'll sign them lads out of contract. Because they'll be thinking to themselves, should I stay here, should I not? And it's a bit of limbo. But Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's the, 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 the Irish clubs, well, now that they're able to offer some, some of the better Irish clubs are offering longer contracts, that if they're able to come into these lads, they're being released. I see John O'Sullivan left Carlisle. There's a few Irish names, you know, have been let go. At least if they're able to come in and offer 18 months, it's different than coming in and saying a couple yeah, of years yeah. back, signing till October, you know, which is a different sort of... Uh, so what, you come for three months and then going to the <laughs> yeah. over two months. Not very attractive, is it? Whereas, yeah, whereas well, now, I assume they're able to come to you and talk 18 months when they came to you initially or whatever. You know, that was yeah. that was part of the deal, you know? Yeah, it, it is. And that bit of security, especially for young lads as well, like that bit of security and just say to them, look, get, come home, get in, get playing. If you're good enough, you go back. Like, that's... Yeah. That's got to be what the, you know what I mean, that, that the Irish teams can provide players, you know, that are coming or getting released over mm-hmm. in England. But, um, you know, it's tough over there. Like, it's, everyone thinks once you get to England, you're going to, you're going to be made, you're going to make it or whatever. And you look at the likes of uh, McElhenney went to Oldham and stuff like that. And now what's he thinking? Should I come home? Should I not? Should I? It, it's it, like McElhenney didn't, he didn't, he wasn't always starting either. Like now he's in the league too. He may not be in. He's only I, just getting in, was he? Yeah, in like, and. I don't know. I think it's tough. I I think we should recap just on the results, Dan, as much for yeah. my own um, benefit as as your own. Because I I uh, this is I feel I feel very out of touch now because uh, I didn't really see any action at the weekend. Still haven't watched Soccer Republic. I have to apologise to the Soccer Republic lads. I had a bit of a dig last week about um, editing uh, of the highlights of the Bose Pats game, but. Um, I love you, lads, and just wanted to put that in there. I don't That's want to burn. doing a bit of work for RCE. Is I don't that? want to burn. A bit, of, a bit of a mistake. I don't want to burn you any can bridges. See his face now he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you stay you? out of this, right? Why are you uh, making those gestures while you're talking? It's a no, inappropriate. I, I think I think I also was a bit unfair because like they edit, they have to edit the highlights probably. It's probably not the easiest job to do. Oh come on, Johnny! This is boring. Just, just like you, you had your go. Just stick by your convictions. It, it was also a cross field pass. I don't know if it even led to it. Alison, Alison. Anyway, Dan, you're just you fall like a cheap tent Dan, sometimes. Just stick by your convictions. I, I wanted to put that in, and I'm sick. That's because people give out to you. And yeah, yeah, but I was called up, and it fair enough. I'm man enough to admit I was wrong, and I was wrong. <laughs> Bray two, Derry one, Dan three hundred nineteen ah, at this brutal. game. This yeah. is an absolute shambles, like, yeah. and 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 Bray. This is a great result for them. I. I really thought uh, Derry would win this and clearly um, we can talk about Limerick as well Limerick had a meeting last night where the future of the club was discussed to the best of my knowledge yeah um, now clearly there's a disassociation with um, 
with Bray anyway from the locals, but this is really embarrassing. It's just bringing down some great attendances elsewhere. Waterford game had what three and a half thousand. Yeah, the crowds are good everywhere else across the weekend. Except Bray and even uh, even Sligo had like who are going badly at a couple of thousand at their games. And they're, in fairness to them, their crowds have held up. They really when, have when they've not been great for a couple of seasons. Like I think actually it is impressive. Like I think the, the challenge for a team sometimes is to be mid table and still have mm. reasonable crowds. Um, I, I called it right as well in in Inchy Cor. I said Rovers had turned their season around and yeah. then they lost to Pats and got a player wouldn't be off. like you to respond to the basis of one game and then but that's declare, seven defeats team back. seven defeats Dan uh, yeah. to paraphrase Trevor well, it was Welsh Joey O'Brien, Joey O'Brien's well, you were at that game <laughs> I was, um, I was. tell I was. us about that game <laughs> thank um, you John thank saw you. a couple of Pats fans saying that they were on top for the red card but not according to you really Fairly, fairly level. Uh, like Pats were on top early, and then Rovers got back into it. But there was a nothing match. I, I was sort of thinking this is going to be a nil all. Like this, it had that look about it. They were just going to cancel each other out. And then Joey O'Brien. What did he do? Well, I mean, he sort of lost control. Of the ball was given away, and he just sort of steamed into Ryan Brennan. It wasn't <laughs> like uh, it wasn't madly high. But it was just right in front of the uh, the press box and right in front of the dugouts, actually. Now, it probably did make it worse that it was right in front yeah. of the Pats dugout. So Possibly, straight yeah. away, there was like, you know, Killian Brennan and, you know, other people just on, you know, it was right. Killian defending like his brother. brother. Killian defending his brother's yeah, honour, you know. <laughs> but, um, I'm thinking of Twitter later on. But, uh, <laughs> but it, I mean, the ball was gone. Um it was late, and he, the way I would say it is, he gave the referee a real decision to make. Like it wasn't. Did he get it right? He had the yellow in his hand first, but I, st- I think it probably uh, in the modern game it probably is a red card. Like he, he, I think you'd be fuming it on the other side if the red hadn't hadn't been given. Do you remember remember when they played last season? The uh, young. Uh, Heaney got sent off, and it completely changed the game. The same fixture yeah. Yeah. from from Bradley and Cronin's perspective. It's Joey O'Brien, right? Like. It must be really frustrating. Like you can't tell him not to do something like that at this stage of his life. It's just a strange I, one. If it's Aaron Bulger, if it's, 18, if it's enough, an eighteen-year-old, yeah. you'd say, or Graham Burke kicking someone up the arse in Tala last year. Do you remember that from yeah. one of the games? Like there's there's an element of wow, well, you you know you 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 learn from it, but it was just a moment of madness. Like it just, I mean, I guess it just happens. Like you know, he, he maybe it was well intentioned, and it was just really badly. Badly late. What do you make of Pat's lads actually from playing against them? I, I think they're a lot better this season anyway, at the very least. And oh, much better, yeah. yeah. Yeah, much better than last season, yeah. Actually, he had a bit of quality as well, didn't he? Yeah, I think Simon so. Madden went in and who else? Ryan Brennan signed. From, from, the, from the game that we played them at the start of the season, I think they were... Yeah, they've changed, yeah. They've completely changed. Yeah. I think they were a bit all over the place. They'd probably admit that themselves. And then, obviously, we went down there and played them and they, they played very well. Yeah, even, the, even before we had the two men sent off, they were... Yeah, they were... Were you good. surprised? Like, they were um, well and they, were, they had us under pressure. Like. Were you surprised Madden was let go by Rovers? Yeah, very surprised. Mm. Yeah. Very surprised. Yeah. It's a strange one. Yeah, didn't see it coming at all. What about your own departure? Was that less unexpected or... No, it was unexpected as well. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a strange one as well. Um, I think I'd done an interview a while ago, kind of, Touched on it, but yeah, it was a bit of kicking the tea. I thought I'd done enough to, to stay there. And obviously, getting the call and going in and meeting them was a bit, yeah, it was a bit. It, it must be very hard for a player because I know I just lose yeah, the job like, and same for a manager. It, like, it being the first time, like, yeah, I'd never, I know, obviously, I was like 27 maybe when it happened, and I've been in the league about eight or nine years. It never happened before. I'd always been signed back with Bray, and then obviously, Rovers came to get me, so I'd never been released. Mm. So, uh, but look, getting the phone call what, an hour later, an hour and a half later. From, from strange, Waterford. like it's it's strange considering they've let himself and Simon go, and 
you know, they're conceding goals at Rovers, you know what I mean? And I think they've I think that was the two experienced players that, that was the reason they let us you go, know, I think that I think would be Yeah, playing, they like, did you know? I mean you know, the, the, the decision has been explained by their defensive record last year, particularly more so with Simon when it's come mm. up. You know that it, that they've said that they were conceding goals. I mean, that must be, you know, that must sting you if you hear that. Not really. Um, I believed myself last year. I thought I done enough last year. Can't put the blame on two people. You know what I mean? Just on another two lads are playing centre half with me and. I wouldn't think too much of it, like. But you also you didn't have much of a defensive midfield structure last season before Bulger came in at Rovers. Like they're probably better in that area now. Uh, He's a good player, like. Uh, sure, Daddy yeah. Mac, Daddy mm, Mac is there, and Daddy Mac's unbelievable. Like what he does, mm. sitting in. I don't. He, he hasn't been getting in lately. And yeah, he has. Maybe that's. Been. Maybe that could be the key to the puzzle there. Yeah. But in, in, in having any having Dave in front of you, yeah, to have having Dave in front of you, like it's it's me sitting in front of Webby now, like yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> he looks yeah. a world class player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another ten years left me with him. Not to be fair to, 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 to be fair to Webby now, since he's come in, like he's even with Rennie, like he's he's been a leader in the dressing room. You know what I mean? And himself and uh, Kenny Brown, obviously been playing, or Rory Feely, and they've been excellent, like been absolutely brilliant. And that's why now I spoke to Rennie, like we we're surprised, like that. You know, he got the chance to sign Webby, like so. Mm, just like know, that. What's the keeper like in, in terms of uh, how important he is for you as well? Vigorous. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's just like one another player who's too massive. good for the league. They he's say massive. he's massive, but at the same time, we've got two keepers there. Yeah, waiting for their chance. Yeah. yeah, once either one of them gets a run of games, like you want to see the two of them in training there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, now Corbett and Matthew Connor, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. yeah, I've been when we had Pat in here and he's spoken highly about it. I think Connor played yeah. in the League Cup last night, did he? I think so. Yeah, Matt yeah, played last night. Yeah. But he's a big character, um, figure like he's he's a huge character. Like he's shouting and screaming in the dressing room, and you know we've we've signed some 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 characters this year. We've got little Casmi who's singing songs in the middle of the dressing room, you know. And obviously, what's like, what like a dance off? It's like a dance off every morning. Is, is that is 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 is, is that a is that a, uh, is that a singer, singer in, in Belgium? In Belgium, yeah. Really, really. Now he hasn't been blessed with the same set of lungs. <laughs> I don't think. But uh, what did he say? <laughs> he pulled him up and he says, I pulled him up and like I said, that? yeah, I says. You know, if your dad is such a good singer, I said, like, why can't you sing? And he goes, he can't play football. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. He goes, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, the little I've seen of him, he's real joy to watch. Yeah, yeah. he is. He's, he's, oh, everyone said that he reminds him of Wezo, like, you know, yeah. and obviously he's not made at the... Small, low centre of gravity. Yeah. Yeah, at the highs Wezo is, but yet, like, you know, but he's very good on the ball and he's very good what, in training. What, around 5'6"? <laughs> 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 but... Um, <laughs> It's Malvin and Pat. <laughs> he, he, he'll do well. Like, you know, he just needs, you know, he needs games and he needs to, yeah, to be sharp and fit. Yeah. He needs to keep playing. Well, sharp well, well in fairness, now, Alan Reynolds did say that you two are part of running the dressing room. That was the actual phrase that he used. He said he, he gives you a bit of authority as sort of the senior players. I mean, is that, is that, is that the really, case? It's not really. I think everyone kind of has. Yeah. I think it's run by everyone. It's it runs not, itself because it's not one we've got good lads. Like, you know, there's no problems. You like. know, obviously, there's one or two that are more vocal, say, before the game and trying to get lads yeah. up for it. But on a Monday morning when you go in, everyone's like, the lads like bashing and all, they're full of beans in the morning. Like yeah. Some of us, especially him, really grumpy in the morning. Grumpy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you grumpy? <laughs> I'm just a bit quiet, you know what yeah, I mean? I like yeah. to do my work, you know? Yeah, same <laughs> as. Cork so he's grumpy. Cork beat Limerick 2-1 on the Saturday game and a notably average crowd for Cork standards of 3,500. But yeah. still not a bad crowd. Um, Conor McCormack and Gary Buckley both referenced Josh O'Hanlon. Um, now, in fairness, Dan, he was a slightly unexpected signing, but this was a big goal to, to get the three points. Cork, again, obviously not particularly impressive, but they got the job done. They got the job done, yeah. I mean, they, it's all that matters, yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Well, and, and Sligo Rovers lost at home to Bowes. I mean, and, and we, we, we have touched on the Waterford and Dock game. I think the mad stat now, I was just looking at it there, is the home record of the teams this, this is season. insane, league. isn't it? If you look at the, the top four are all unbeaten at home. Um, Cork have lost away to Waterford and the Dock. Waterford have lost away to Cork and the Dock. <laughs> the Dock have lost away to Cork and Waterford. <laughs> so, look, all the, the games between the current top three have been won by the home side. And in fact, if you look at the top six teams, only two of them have lost matches at home. Rovers, which was the Bows in the 90th minute, and Pats, which was that sadlier sort of fluke goal the first day that Barry Murphy sort of let slip through. So uh, it's a sort of a mad situation. Like Waterford's home record is exceptional, but it's actually not much better than the teams that are sort of around them. Like Derry going to the Brandywell has given them a big boost. And in a strange way, it's sort of looking like, you know, who's going to take control of this season is the team that starts winning the games away. Now, I don't know why it is. It just could be a freakish thing, Vaz. There yeah, might be yeah. no logic to it. Is it, is it anything to do with, like, the, you know, I know we joke about I was blaming on the schedule, but that teams are traveling and it's taken something <coughs> out of them before games. I'm not sure because the, the better teams have the resources to go and stay overnight or prepare or whatever mm. it might be. But it is a strange one. Yeah. I don't know. It, it sort of seems unusual. Yeah. I mean, why is your home record so good, do you think? I don't know. It's, it's yeah. Obviously, we we started off with a win against Derry, wasn't it? The first game. First mm. game. Um, but I think I don't know. I I'd be more looking at the the away. Our teams going away from home just playing, to win the game. Playing like they, mm. playing like home, they want. Yeah. Playing like they want to win the game. Is anyone going setting up for a draw? That's, that is a fair that's what point. It looks like, and then they're getting beaten. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, that is a fair point. I mean, it's definitely something. I think taking a home farm will get them over the line. Like right? Rovers have lost a lot of away games, mm. um, but they've been in the games too. I don't. And and the argument would be, if you're having a a bad week, do you just go and set up and get a get an ugly point and sort of take it away? I mean, the dog's unusual. They've lost both. You know, both. both. Like, actually, we were talking about the dog being solid earlier lost, in the uh, season. Six away games yeah. already. That's. Absolutely Their away record is dread. The only away game yeah. they've won has been in Limerick, I think, and even that was it was in the balance of yeah. things quite late. Now they, they they will say apparently they should have won in Derry and yeah. they were competitive in Dundalk and they had the ten man in in, in, in Waterford. Yeah. So they've actually played okay in some of the away games and sometimes stats can just completely yeah. mask the reality but of it. Could. Back to the fixtures, like if you're having a fixture on a Friday and a Monday, sometimes you're going and thinking, if we can get four points out of this. We'll do it. Yeah, yeah. so you can win the home game and because you're thinking you're going to have another two games, another two games. Yeah. That's maybe what teams are thinking going into the games and then obviously they're losing the away game, but they're winning the home game. Yeah, well, I'm fairly... They're thinking, you know what, it's not a bad weekend, we've got three points out. Yeah, like, I mean, you've lost a few away games yourselves. I mean, yeah. I know there's obviously no, we, different reasons for each one, you know, yeah, but like, yeah, no. probably didn't dock away game, you were a bit low on bodies that night and yeah. you can we're see... Few, obviously, we had the suspensions of a few of them. We Derry, up in Derry. Unlucky in that Dundalk game because John Martin yeah. went through one-on-one and was yeah, nil yeah. on. Yeah, still, you know, even, that's even the, games, the difference the there. That we've lost, we score that goal, and we still had chances. You know, so and we should mention Dan Grant as well, who got a couple of goals for Bowes, who finally uh, got two goal finishes. Yes, it actually game. sounds like they've played a lot better and not won games than this because Sligo were well in it. But big, big win for Bowes and um, gives them a little bit of breathing space down there uh, in relation to Bray, anyway. And finally, then Watford two and Dork won three and a half thousand at the game, lads. Eight people officially less than what was at Turner's Cross. And Izzy Akinade come up with the goods. Yeah, he's plenty of amount of time, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, he's been, he's he's been doing everything. Flying. He's doing absolutely everything. Massive ball. fan of him. I was surprised at how slow he was to get going this season. Yeah, yeah, no. He has. He's been well. playing well, and he's, he's one of his <coughs> best thing is is his work right off the ball when he's pressing and he's at it. You know, he's 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 a nightmare. Some, some for people it. don't take that into account. They just mm-hmm. say that he hasn't scored goals. They think, nah, he's a flop. He hasn't scored yeah. goals. But yeah. when you play with him, and obviously your home fans see it and your manager sees it, the work he puts in is 
It's unbelievable. Yeah, you just need to keep on at him, like, you know? Yeah. You do, yeah. Keep, keep him going. But he, when he's pressing people and defenders, like, he's so big and he's so quick that he's... He's, he's closing nightmare. everything down. He is. He's an absolute. I was delighted he signed for what because oh, caused yeah. me nightmares. You wouldn't have been playing him anymore. I think uh, he, the first yeah. four years of my career has been causing me nightmares. The, the fact to play with nice sleep. The, <laughs> fa- the, the fact to play with two strikers is interesting because it marks you out as a bit different from the uh, the other clubs. That, and like in recent years, it seems like every team has almost been playing with that one. You know that yeah, one central striker. Only asked me about it. Yeah. Last year, what was it like? Was like no, no team player to tell from. Yeah. So is mm. it? Does it's it give completely you know, gone nearly? Like, so is it? Is it different yeah. to you being in a team? I know you're at the other end of the pitch, but having the two lads up there, and is it is it is it a very different sort of approach that, that the team has? Um, gives us different options, doesn't it? Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, but even I know we're a man less. Well, obviously, me playing like I've been playing with five in the middle last year, last two or three years. Even having a man less in the middle, you don't really notice it. Do you not? No, I'm you don't really. That, yeah. No, you don't really notice it because the work that the lads do. But mm. when you have the extra one up front, it's just it's huge. Like, well, it's for nice. a defender, it must be. This is an awful lot different from every other week. We're actually two lads. We're very good here. We're on our toes. Like yeah, two big lads. You know, yeah, yeah. Two big lads. Very I can add his so I'd physical. Hate, I'd hate to Mark Yeah, yeah. Courtney as well. Courtney's size. He's quick and he's have everything. He's only starting to use himself. You think you have a big lad that can't run? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The two of them could be a hell of a partnership. Yeah, big. You know. Yeah, massive. Um, fast, Beautiful. tall, you know, score goals. So I mean, they yeah. have everything. Yeah, they have everything. How far can Akinadi go? Go as far as he wants, I say. He just yeah. needs to work on a few things. Mm. He just physically and just... The physical side of it. He, have oh, everything yeah, there. he has everything, yeah. Yeah. yeah you'd be surprised that someone doesn't take a chance on him because yeah. he's such a handful. Mm. Mm. Even if he doesn't get you the goals, he'll get you the, he'll get you the chances, boy. And... Yeah. I guess yeah that that's pretty much it for the for the recap of the uh games the weekends. I suppose we'll just get on to a bit to, to your own career. Paul, you've had a hell of a career. You you're turned thirty four this summer, I think, which will um which is fair going to be so being strong in the League of Ireland team because it's a young man's league, as you said. Um but how do you look back on it all? Your your days at Drogheda, obviously I suppose we'll we'll most remember you by, but you were in England a long time as well, like six, seven seasons, 116 appearances according to Wikipedia. Uh, you've had a hell of a career, really. Yeah, and no, um, obviously, Drogheda obviously was very, uh, you know, I came back from Leeds as a kid and uh, like Drogheda took me in and, you know, I learned a lot under Paul Dillon and we were successful, you know, won, won cups and won a league and, you know, learned from a lot of players that were there. Um, on to Bowes, then with Pat, you know, won a league again. It's... it's Brilliant team, you know what I mean? The the team that was there and you know, playing with players like Harry and Joey and Doe and um, you know, you just learn a lot, like, you know, Glenn Cronin was in there. There's all the players that I've played with, they're all coaches now. Like I'd be mm. going playing against teams now and shaking hands with all the coaches because yeah. they're all the lads <laughs> used to play with. Rory Higgins at Dundalk, like, you know. Um but it's no, I've really enjoyed it and I still enjoy it now. I enjoy training now. Like I get Webby a terrible time in training. Like, well, yeah, he's well, the most enthusiastic person on the training ground. <laughs> yeah. Well, Webby, you, I think you mentioned that like he keeps you entertained with a couple of stories in the car on the way ah, uh, yeah, from time to time. A couple of stories because yeah. you've worked with some interesting characters across your career in England. It must be said. Yeah, there's cleared himself. There's, uh, <laughs> been some funny managers, like not funny managers, but uh, different managers and. At Doncaster, like you, you were there when Dean Saunders was in charge, and there was a, a sudden change in the dressing room <laughs> profile. Can you sort of? Yeah, you are smiling here. People can't. Really, the, the, the listeners can't. Smile. The listeners can't really bring themselves into this uh, scenario. But you're smiling away. That was a, an interesting time because Sean O'Driscoll brought you over, yeah. um, and then he goes, and all of a sudden there's a complete change of regime and mindset at the club. So what happens? 
Yeah, so Sean O'Driscoll was obviously in charge, and he was there for a long time. He and he was he was all he wanted to do was pass the ball. If you if you basically kick the ball long, Sean would take you off. Like he didn't want that in his team. He used to pass the ball to death, really. But obviously, he done really well. Brought the team up from the conference, I think it was, up to the championship, and then. After a year or two in the championship, they started just getting draws and they weren't getting the wins and fans started to get upset. So Saunders came in anyway and there was a complete overhaul of the whole uh, club. They um, started to bring in some uh, French lads on loan, the likes of El Hajjouf, Chimbonda, um, who else was there? Happy Bay was it? Happy Bay, yeah. There was there was all of a sudden like an influx of French, French players and uh, they were all... Uh, with Willie McCoy, um, the, agent. the agent, yeah, yeah. So he basically had an involvement. He lived in Doncaster. Um, this was in the championship, and the whole thing was that these lads were going to come in and keep us up. Now we weren't. It was only October, I think it was, in the championship, and uh, you know, I think we had about eight points, seven or eight points, and they were all draws or whatever they were. So we weren't in a desperate situation, like you know. But anyway, they came in, and there was obviously just a lot of. You know, uh, craziness in the dressing room. You had lads like Habby Bay. He was flying in on a Friday, I think it was, and he was training with PSG. He'd fly in on a Friday, train once, and then play a game on a Saturday. Hardly ideal. Jesus. No, it, and not when you're not when you're losing games, mm. or if these players are at fault for goals and they're not there doing the team shape during the week. Um, and yet know, that was tolerated. Like that was tolerated by. It wasn't tolerated. It was there was rows in the dressing room after every game, and the management at the time stuck with the the foreign lads that had come in, and they this was the the kind of project that they were going to do, and this is what was going to keep us up. So they backed the the lads that had come in, and to be fair to Habi Bay, he said, "This is what the manager wants." He says, "I can stay in France." He says, "Would you not stay in Ireland or whatever and live at home and train one day a week and play a game?" And that's the way the club was. And there was lads having rows every week. You had the likes of John Oster, who would play in the Premiership, who'd done it all before. And you know what I mean? They were getting told to to shut up, basically, and this is what we're doing. But he'd done it and seen it all before. And they just felt that the likes of Juf and Chimbonda, they played in the Premiership, they've done it all. They can basically do what they want. And um, not great for a squad. And Hadj Juff is a bit of a terrible. Bit of a, he's a he's a colourful CV. Al Hadj Juff. <laughs> what, what was he like as a bloke to uh, share a dressing room with? Yeah, he's, How would you have gotten on under Paul Dooley? Fella. <laughs> yeah, I don't think him and Dooley would have seen it. I know, but uh, <laughs> would have been an interesting. Uh, <laughs> would have been some good video analysis session. <laughs> Absolutely. But, 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 but what was he like then? Um, to be honest with you, if you got him one on one, you'd have a chat with him and he'd be fine. But in 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 the, in, the, in a group and in front of everyone, him and um, Chimbond and that they just they'd be messing about like and they wouldn't be taking it seriously, you know what I mean? There was pictures of him out night before games, um, you know there was a big row in Ellen Road in the Leeds Tunnel with Darren O'Day. They were throwing punches. There was everything. There was police involved. There was all sorts going on. Um, the, the harmony of the club it was it was terrible. Like it was, you know there was. I don't know, people just didn't seem to, to care at the time and I think it was a bad decision by the club. They tried something, it didn't work out. I think maybe if you had a ball brought in maybe one or two players into the what we had already there, it mightn't have been so bad, but I think there were seven or eight players that were brought in. A lot of them lads weren't playing. Um, there was a lad, Placis, that was at Liverpool. 
Um, he came in. He was from Cyprus, and I don't think he played a game. Um, there was another, another few lads. I can't even think of their names off the top of my head. Like so, they're all, they were all kind of turning up in their their Porsches and their their huge cars, and you know some of them weren't even playing, weren't even contributing to to the you know to the to the team at the time. And look, it didn't work out. We got relegated anyway. And then I think Dean Saunders at the time realised what he wanted to do and realised that wasn't the way to go. He, we were obviously in League One and um, he looked at it and he was like, what I need is good homegrown players, English, Irish, Welsh players, come in and do the job, get us up. And to be fair, got rid of all them players. They all left anyway, obviously going down to League One. No going away party, you ranting for them? Or? No, no, I won't be <laughs> looking them up. I won't be looking them up in my holidays. But um, like... Thanks, Jeffy, no? <laughs> we got a... Uh, we we put a serious team together and then we got promoted from League One, you know. And Saunders left obviously in I think it was January the time went off to Wolves. But uh, you know, I think for him as a manager, he learned what you need to in a team to 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 do well, and that obviously wasn't the way to go. And it was a, a learning curve. And, you know? and somewhere along the way, you managed to buy a bar in Doncaster, which is an intro. That, you must be doing okay <laughs> over there. How did that sort of come about as a career move there you go. Um, loves the bar <laughs> <laughs> now uh, I, I was basically living in a little village outside Doncaster and basically a little deli shop that wasn't really doing anything um, I'd closed up and I knew someone that owned it and basically they were putting up for sale so I got into it turned it into a bar and basically let staff run it it was only a small little place um, and I just used myself during the, t- during the week to stock it clean it do all the work for it and then let's let the staff run on the weekends. So it was a good little venture. I wanted to do something outside of football. To I was just going to say, because do you have some kind of business degree? <laughs> yeah, I have a business degree. I'd done a degree when I was back at, um, when I was at Bowes. I was in DIT doing a part-time degree. Right. Uh, so I just wanted to do something instead of football to, you know, add to, add to the CV, I suppose, something else that I've always wanted to, to have a little business or do something. And I was, it was a learning curve. Like, I made lots of mistakes and uh, learned a lot from it. But, you know, I sold... I, I turned it into a company in the end, a limited company, and I sold the shares of the company, and it's still going now. So it's right. the uh, bar is still there. Yeah, the bar is yeah. still there. Yeah, but it's something yeah. to occupy your mind away from your. You, it's the whole. You come home from training at one o'clock, and you're free for the rest of the day. Yeah. Sort of story. Yeah. You wanted something to do. I yeah, guess. absolutely. And I had a couple of injuries with my knees, a couple of operations on my knees that you know, f- you know, obviously was frustrating at, in in Doncaster and things like that. It takes takes your mind off it. Um, you know, you're working hard, you're trying to get fit, but then obviously come back and you're into the bar and you're you know planning for the week ahead you're stocking you're doing all your jobs and you know i enjoyed it it, was, it just gave me a different something else to a different outlook on 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 life or whatever whatever you might say but you know it was a hard, it's hard work like a bar is very hard business like it's it's you know it's a lot of late hours and it's a Not lot that of that hard in england though you finish up serving at 11 or something <laughs> 11 <laughs> half 11 not my bar <laughs> 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 no uh, yeah, no, it's some pubs, obviously. Sure, I had shuffles in there the night before the game. Promoting the lads are struggling. Yeah, Jesus, I must must call into that bar forever in the Doncaster region. Yeah, <laughs> well, Andy Boyle was in Doncaster for he last was, yeah. year, wasn't he? Yeah. He was on yeah. loan, and he's um, on holidays according to Twitter today. Um, yeah. Presumably with his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, was her in the picture. Yeah, so it's all right. <laughs> that's but, how uh, so. Obviously, you still keep track of Doncaster how they're getting on and Andy Boyle and yeah, no, I, I I do. I keep looking at it. There's still a, a lot of lads there that I know. Um, 
they've obviously uh, finished up mid-table uh, this season. You know, I think um, they've let a few more lads go. I think they'll they want to add a bit of quality to try and take that next step up again. Um, Dan Ferguson's a good manager. I think he he knows he knows what he wants to do, and uh, you know he he's a genuine enough fella. Like he wants to do the right thing by the players. So um, I think if he just if he gets a a bit of a budget, he'd be able to add some quality in there. But I do think they're missing some players to take that step up. Yeah, you worked a bit with Ferguson in your last season there, right? Yeah, did, yeah. And how did you, yeah how did you find him to work with? Sort of he was he's very good. He's he's honest, like you know. And if something's not right or something needs doing, he'll he'd take the money out of his own pocket. Like you know, he's he's that type of man that he just wants everything done right. He works hard. Um, he'll tell you the truth. You know what I mean? He'll tell you what he wants. He does a lot of shape. He. Uh, you know he's he's away from he, he you'd have to drag a five aside out of him like you know mm-hmm. he doesn't believe in playing games playing games he wants to do shape 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 and you know it's it's a hard one it's people want to you know play and and you know enjoy it and rat about and train and but he was more concerned about positional sense you know around the pitch and where you should be and where you shouldn't be and he's very technical in that in that sense so he's more He's more of a coach, really, like than a manager. But well, how have you found it in uh, under under uh, Rennie at Watford, Dave? Oh, absolutely like? loved it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, we we're only talking about each other day, and kind of one of them people that you you wish that you met earlier in your career. You know, you think you could have had a different Paul, career. Paul or Rennie? Oh, definitely Paul. <laughs> Rennie. <laughs> <laughs> definitely Rennie. Well, Paul, I suppose, is sleeping in front of me. <laughs> I, I like the way that he seems to, you seem to kind of get on, like you're not, it's not like one of these, you're afraid of the man or like that. You seem to just, like you seem to respect yeah. him. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. And he has the balance right of having a bit of crack with the lads and being serious at the same time. But I think his technical knowledge of the game and, and stuff like that kind of goes under the radar. Obviously, I think people just see him as, He's a great man manager. The lads love him. They do out in front of him, but he does things during the game and tells us how to play and we're reaping the rewards from it, you know? I, I always wondered that. How important is man management compared to the coaching side of it? To somebody, like, I remember I was down in Turner's Cross recently and yeah. Pat Dolan was talking to uh, Mark McNulty and he was like, you know, you're tremendous, Mark. Tremendous tonight. And he nothing, literally he had nothing to do in the whole game. And Mark McNulty was kind of looking at him, ah, come on, no, Pat. And he's like, no, no, no. You were tremendous. Right? And it's like... And somehow you believe it. You know, somehow... Yeah, you, yeah. Pat, Pat Dolan has done this to me before. He'll, he'll, he'll make comment about some gambling <laughs> article. And I'll be like... Uh, Sorry, Pat Dolan has done what to you before? <laughs> he'd say, like, you know, why did you leave the Independent? Or, why, wh- you know, how is your gambling going? Or, like, I really enjoyed your articles. I doubt he's even reading them. But you, you believe That's in it. Gambling. And man management... Yeah, the day I met him in Cork, I, I, the worst day of my life gambling well that day. He goes, he's still gambling. And yeah. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> but uh, I, I kept down here to get away from it all. But um, man management, to me, must be, like, if you know... It's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think once it's you... Huge, once you once you experience a manager like Rennie, mm. you, f- you see how important it is. Like, mm. uh, like uh, before I met him, before I come here, I wouldn't have thought it was that. I've never had it as good as with him. Like, so I never would have thought it was that important. But I think it makes so much easier going out and playing. And I think it's, I think looking at our performances this season, it's he's, 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 yeah. it's I think he's underestimated a bit because I think you're, you've touched think he, he comes out sometimes and he's a bit, ah, you know, and, and yeah, people remember him as an old yeah, midfield yeah. enforcer and, they, yeah. they he might, was a good this, player. He, he was a very good yeah. player. But I mean, you mentioned earlier about like he would have played in the old league the way it was. Mm. But yet he's at, he's obviously like he's worked under yeah, different no, managers, and he's obviously very adaptable to the yeah. to the way the league is now. Yeah, yeah, not big time. And his knowledge of the game is it's second to none. Like, and maybe that doesn't come across to many people. They just see that 
comes into the interviews and he's laughing and he's joking or whatever, but no, it's, he's, he's unbelievable. But yeah. that's just, a, you know, I mean, he, obviously we're talking about expectations. We're going to put you on the spot here and say, will you avoid relegation this year? Like, can, you, can you commit to the fact you might actually avoid relegation? I left Bray to get away from relegation battles. Yeah. Went to Rovers. It was great. And now I've just come back to water for another relegation battle. Another relegation battle, yeah. It's just a circle that just keeps going. You're at 31 <laughs> points, is it? At what point does it become... Are you allowed to say it's some kind of title challenge or is it still, what are you looking for, top half now maybe, top six? Well, do you well, have the squad though? Like, what's the you expectation? Have the squad That's to, like, to look, we're going to lose, we're going to lose a couple of players yeah. in June and obviously if we get a couple in, how do they gel? You know, it could go either way and also talk of leagues and stuff like that is... Really it's really impressive. Very impressive. No, very it is. Impressive. We're on the it's really far, down, it's really far down the line, though. It's really far down but the line. But you beat Dundalk and Cork in your last two games against them. Yeah, with players that we might lose mm. in two months. So, mm. you know, you, you need to put it into perspective that we don't know how it's going to go. So, I know it's a cliche, we're taking one game at a time, but we have to actually take one game at a time because you don't know how it's going to go in the next month or two. And he gets people in. Or yeah. Paul, you've been in your fair share of title challenges. Can you win the league? Um. <laughs> Obviously, you're in the competition. You wanna, you wanna do as well as you can. Sure. But uh, Don't say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would Rennie be no, giving out? Like, you know, you, yeah. anything can happen. Like you mm. know, it's the thing is with this league that everyone's beating everyone. I think like this, like Bray beating Derry there. Like you know, I was what I mean? amazed by that. Derry were yeah. very poor, according to somebody I was talking about the game. Yeah. Which is, I thought they were, we've we had this debate last week, Dan, about it being a two horse race or whatever. Like. Uh, my attitude is I don't but it's kind of you You would then say well they're just going to keep winning games and the other it's kind of like that but I don't think they're outstanding relative to some other teams like Waterford and Derry yeah. and even Rovers when they're at it like yeah well I, I'm going to please Alan Reynolds now by saying I, I think it's still going to be Cork and Dundalk that mm. are going to I, I think they have the deeper squads and maybe well, could Waterford bring in players mm. as well well it can and I mean that's the game changer and, mm. and, and it's funny like since last week Dundalk have lost O'Donnell and Potentially mounting now for a period of time, so I think that, it's huge. That, that, that can that can happen. That can change mm. the entire tone of a season. I think it, it's just it's going to be interesting. And, and in fairness, Stevie did do an interview last week. Where he pointed out that Waterford aren't in Europe, and the other clubs are, and mm. that might help you a bit in terms of your schedule when, well, when well, the summer comes around. We, we're no playing, games we're, in the summer. Yeah, we're playing the dark in a couple of weeks. Yeah, for their Europe, so I don't know whether that's it's going to go from a feast to a famine in a way. You're going to have weeks off and stuff, which would be a strange thing. We'd rather have the games come and take them. Yeah. You must be looking forward to Europe next season, potentially. Anyway, I know. Can you stretch to say you could finish top four? They're not going to say anything. This is yeah. this is like uh, well, for holidays. This is a, there you go. That's <laughs> <laughs> our Ali. You might go out to Belgium with uh, <laughs> And what Belgium about? I got to ask about yoga as well, Dave. Uh, no, I think that's like that's uh, Paul does a bit of yoga. I think. Yeah. Dave, so yeah. Dave, but Dave's thoughts on yoga is part of the uh, my yeah, my run exactly. order here. So <laughs> you, are you a yoga man? Are you? I I I do a bit of. Do a yeah. bit of stretching every morning, like I think. I wouldn't call it yoga now. Then. We used to do it in we used to do it in Doncaster a lot. To be honest, we used to have people come in and do yoga in the mornings, yeah. and you don't have rovers there. Yeah, I need it. Like I have to do it. It's sure it's essential. Like you know, the to look after yourself. Like I'm not getting any younger, and just stay injury free. You know, it's. I think I'm getting to an age now where I'm gonna to have to start. You should like every yeah. every. I wouldn't do it yeah. like in the morning. I'm morning, surprised so not every club is doing yoga or Pilates. Is that for just for your elasticity and all that? Yeah. It well, is. It's it's just like three is Rovers. I'm not sure they're doing it this year now, but every Tuesday mm. afternoon they're doing it. It's it's good, like, and it's it was good. Yeah, it was keep good. you playing longer, and you know, it's. Uh, a, I think at the time, though, you know, even at the time when I was doing it, it's kind of like you know, you just finished training and you've. Do I want to do yoga? Got a shower. You're going to do yoga in the afternoon. You're like. 
Because you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Prefer to go to the bar after the game that I own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, we'll move on. The, we'll move on with the preview. I think now, Dan, we're we're under pressure. Time is tight now. We're also see, under pressure. Our predictions. Have been yeah, bad. we've absolutely brutal. Let's even not talk about that. So I mean, I'm too the, up. the lads are going to be on message here now. So Rovers uh, home to Waterford. You're going to go for a Rovers win. Uh, for the title challengers, yeah. I'm going to be yeah. at that game. Actually, looking forward to it. Yeah. To be honest, they're obviously be favourites going into the game. Yeah, um, this is this is this is experience. Big crowd look at behind this. them. Um, we'd be lucky to come to come away with anything. Look at this. This is a textbook performance. Yeah. Like. There's, 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 there's eleven lads out injured. Any pressure us in any game? No one expects. Oh yeah, everyone's injured. I believe. Everyone's The Waterford the Waterford team news bulletins are like honestly they're they're going to be up for a Booker Prize at some stage. You're getting onto that now. <laughs> but so, a great game to build up to in fairness like after game. but they've spent it unfortunately which is a slight, yeah. slight frustration Great. for you but um, yeah, yeah. That's a, it's, it's a big game and to be honest with you when we played they played us obviously down there and they had 10 men they were they were very good they were flying they, they mm. kept the ball really well did, yeah. uh, we rolled our luck at times yeah we rolled our luck a little bit I know look, I thought they were excellent we got the win like, that's, I think a lot of games that we've played in we mightn't have been brilliant but we are kind of grinding out wins mm. and you know what I mean maybe a little bit of experience is helping us there that mm. We've got lads in the team that know how to win games, but it's going to be a huge game, and they'll obviously be wanting to turn us over after Come after that game. Looking well. forward to this, Dan. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what Rovers do with O'Brien out. Will they stick with the system that they've gone they've gone with, you know, and just slot someone else in there in the right of the three, or will they mix it up? Like they were very good against Cork. We were both at that game, but I think like they were very dominant in midfield. What I would say is that Waterford had the players who were good in the ball in midfield that should be able to match that you will know they play the two up top so I don't know will they change you know well Waterford probably will but yeah. you know if, unless they're injured, <laughs> boys are injured. Or, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but um but you know will, will, will Rovers change things for the game or what way will they approach it I think that's going to be because Waterford have the players to match them in midfield comfortably so I am going to go for a diplomatic draw in the game I'm going to move with your prediction we won't ask the lads it's not really fair we'll get your prediction jeez yeah this is a tough one you can get a quick prediction maybe um I'll go with the draw as well. Draw. We're looking at Bray and Bowes. Just, just briefly, Dave, as someone who, <laughs> who started your career with Bray and has a long association with it. Like, what do you make of the, the, the situation at Bray at the yeah. moment? I don't know. It's a strange one, isn't it? Um, especially playing. Like, they've got good players. It's going to click sometime for them, as you've seen against Derry and against Rovers. But I don't know what's going on behind the scenes there. Obviously, it's not the club I left. Um, Different people? Everyone's gone. Well, yeah, everyone's gone. I think when the new lads came in, they got rid of everyone and... I'm not sure talking to people, like, you know, when it, looking from the outside, talking to people that are in the inside and saying that it's, it was a bit poison and stuff, but obviously you don't know yourself and, uh, like, I've met a couple of lads and they seem all right, but you just don't know where they're, what they want, like, it's kind of, what do they want to do, like, yeah. you just kind of stay up, keep staying up, keep staying well, up, there's, there's, gonna... there's 400 people going to games, I mean, no, I, I, yeah, know they, I know they weren't, yeah. they've never been at a club traditionally huge mm. support, but it's been better than that, like, when you were, yeah, when you were there. It's all, well, now, gradually, obviously, I was, I came to the end of my time there, it was getting worse and worse, but mm. I don't know, it's a strange one now, it's, it's, it's a big town and it should have big attendances, but obviously, at the same time, like if the attendances are coming in, players have to take blame as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think the players have much to, bl- to be blamed for in this, because like, no. even when they were playing well, it's quite clear that the locals don't want, yeah, they don't yeah, embrace yeah. the people who are running the club, simple as, and I think they're questioning, questioning their motives, which they should be questioning their and motives. Yeah, and that's, all the people that I knew out there that were gone were mm. lifelong volunteers. Mm. So, and it was a lovely community club turned, back in the day. Yeah, that's probably yeah. what's turned. And that's the club that I loved. Mm. I, I loved my time there. Where are you from, actually, originally? I'm from Tala. From Sweden, yeah. yeah. 
So it must, be, stand right the stadium. must be nice to play for overs. Yeah. A few yeah. yards from your house. Like. Yeah, yeah. I oh, know. It was great. Good, great time there. I love the club. Love everyone there. Love the fans. And um, There's a lot of people there behind the scenes that don't get enough credit and the work they do. And yeah. Obviously, it's, it's, it is a big club. It's a huge club in Ireland. And yeah, no, I love it every minute of it. What do you make of uh, Dylan Watts? Uh, presumably going to be key to this, the outcome of this game as well. Yeah, he's flying at the minute, isn't he? Mm. Playing some great football. Um, Player. He played. Uh, he played well against us. Yeah. Great turn of pace. Yeah, he has that natural, first year, natural player, and obviously Bows have played very well. Played very well they're against us. Football, they're, they're, just, yeah. they're not putting the ball in the net, and it's yeah. I it's, think it's the two boxes. Second, isn't it? The second half defending and yeah. Scoring. Maybe this will be a turning good. point. Dan beating Sligo. I'm going to go for an away win. Yeah, um, I, I might just go for a draw in this game, but it, I think it's, it's a huge game for Bray because I mean. They have to get. I mean, that's a bonus three points against yeah. Derry, but they're going to have to beat those teams in that little mini league table around them. They might have with the, the games against the fact they lost to Limerick twice could kill them. Still, they might just look back mm. at the end of the season. I know with the you know with the thirty six game season, you get a couple of chances to put it right, but still, the, you know that was a costly one for them. I'm going um, to make them the lock of the week again. Actually, oh um, yeah, it looks like the most likely kind of. Okay, I'll play. go for a draw now. I, Derry Cork. Derry Cork. Wow. Yeah, um, well, the, we're back to this whole home away thing, you know, where mm. like Derry haven't <laughs> played that well. It's even the Limerick game. I don't think they played that well from from listening to reports, and then they lose and Bray. Uh, yet they're back to the Brandywell where they've actually had this great atmosphere. Although when you think about it, Pats felt they were very unlucky not to get a result from they there. Were. Rovers felt they were very unlucky not to get a result from there. So maybe the results have been better than their performances there. I saw them way in the dock. They were actually quite decent. I don't know what you've met at Derry when you've, when you've played them, lads. Yeah. We actually, you lost up there after I think, the suspensions, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But the, f- the first half we played up there, I think, was probably the best football yeah. we played all season. Yeah. And we just didn't get a goal up. We didn't get a, we didn't get a ball in the net chances, like once yeah. or twice. Yeah. Going in nil all kind of killed us. And they kind of need to win half. this game as well if they want to stay in the title race, don't they? Derry? Yeah, I would have thought. Yeah. yeah. I, I, any home game they need to win. Like, mm. I think all the teams up there need to win the home games and. I think the crowd was, I think the second half, the crowd kind of turned up and they turned up and it was a bit hectic then second half. They were, they were, they were excellent. Like, the I, atmosphere I, I, was brilliant and I think, yeah, it's, it's a great I think it'll drive them on. Like, I think they might give Cork, I think they might beat Cork. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for a tentative home win. I think we mentioned about Derry, obviously Kenny Shields is saying they're going to lose Roland Curtis in the summer. Portsmouth is where he's going, I think. <laughs> Um, and they're just trying to hold on to him for Europe and a bit like the lads you know the Waterford losing players in the summer that's going to challenge Derry as well I think but for now they might just get a home a home win Cork just aren't you know they're well, not, not at their best at all yeah I, I draw Ten draw, draw. <laughs> Johnny are you okay you just, you, I just feel the jet I want lag to go back to bed the jet lag is just slowly just taking you as this podcast is going on Roland Curtis has a Cockney accent hasn't he actually uh, one of your he's a total he's a Cockney accent yeah uh, according to uh, one of your one of your uh, colleagues interviewed him and uh, apparently he's he's far more of a London accent than a Derry accent he was born in London yeah, yeah. he's uh, he, oh. you, you expect him to have this like Derry accent and he's just like not at all and uh It'll I be thought he moved to Johnny Goblin was younger. Anyway, yeah. in any event, Limerick Pats. Limerick Pats. Um, yeah, I see Limerick obviously released a statement this week about the, the disgusting abuse their players are receiving at games. Now, I honestly, I just, I you sound like, you know, it was a Helen Lovejoy or something again, the Simpsons complaining about bad language and stuff. But I have to say, the Limerick and Dock game, I was down there, there's very few people at the game and the abuse was travelling. When there was no yeah. noise in yeah, the crowd, it was yeah. actually just... Like, 
these individual comments were landing. There was one or two lads making these really bad jokes. A couple other lads, it was like in school or someone where some lads making these comments and people are nervously laughing. And then mm. I was just thinking, and I hate saying this because I think there's a lot of crap sometimes about oh, language of games puts off parents bringing their kids. I mean, it's a football match, like stuff happens. But I was thinking that day, geez, if you were sitting there with your kid for the first time, it would be like when there was no other noise mm. and, and all you were getting was people screaming at, you know, various players and yeah. officials but th- there's issues at the club there big time why the, is there such a why are the fans not going I know they're not playing particularly nice football but why are they not uh, there's going there's a few issues not playing nice football there seems to be unhappiness over the prices it's 18 euro for a ticket if you don't buy online before the game which is a bit mad <laughs> they've broken the, they've mm. broken games into category A and B as well mm. um, where were Walford they were in A they were put in A actually yeah. must be the, the, lo- the local big, uh, big relegation uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reynolds obviously <laughs> protested to be put down to B <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think, think Torked and Dock, maybe Rovers and Waterford were the A's. But 18 euro and you're not going great. The pitches, there's just a lot wrong there, unfortunately. And I'd be sort of very worried about the club. So long-winded answer. He's Pat's, looking Pat's for a boy, is he? But he's looking for investment. He's, for investment. And he's desperate. And they had a meeting in Dublin recently for Limerick people there. He's done a lot um, for the club, though. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, been, he's been a great man for, for Limerick. And <coughs> I think when people are unhappy with Limerick, they're not looking at him. I think they're looking at the, the decisions yeah. that made at the club generally. Um, but I, I'd sort of go for an away win here. I'm just not sure if they're going to get the response. Um, it must be hard for the players there if you've, you're playing in front of a bad atmosphere at home. You know, they'd be more looking forward I, to the away games, well, I'd say. But the results yeah. away have been better. I mean, to contrast, I mean, you you must be looking forward to every home game now because you have that boost. Yeah. But uh, down there, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty sad considering a couple of years ago there was especially like 5,000 people at a playoff game yeah, there, you know? Yeah. Especially when there's no one at the game so you can hear every single... Yeah, yeah. Like, as much as you'd like to drown it out, yeah. And yeah. people say, "Oh, you do drown it." You still hear it. You're only human. What was the yeah, yeah, exactly. with the Patrick? Yeah, Patrick Huben scored, and like someone shouting, some Limerick fan shouting, "Why are you celebrating for Huben? Yes, you scored against rubbish. this shower." Yeah. you know, and everyone heard it. Yeah, you know, everyone's you're, laughing. Yeah. You're thinking, and people are, and you're thinking, "Geez, this is a home game." You know, yeah, yeah it's a pity because uh, the crowds have been so good apart from Limerick and Bray this season. Um, in the first division, at long. Do you have a prediction, Johnny? Oh yeah, away, <laughs> away win, away win, away win. I I really like past this season. I, I think and Dundalk Sligo is the other game we've forgotten, Johnny. Dundalk, you're, you're you're having a mare here. Dundalk Sligo is going to be a home win, but I'd be worried about Dundalk with O'Donnell. I think in terms of his dressing room role and all of that, I think this is a big blow to their title. Oh, chance. A big I really blow, yeah. do. I, I fancy them to win because uh, I yeah I, they're better than Sligo. And I think they'll win this game, but. Um, it's going to be a challenge for them. They played Jarvis in midfield last night midfield. in the in the EA Sports Cup game. It was interesting. Apparently, did quite well. Now, I don't know. At times over the years, you see these fullbacks going into like a holding midfield role. And it's not easy. He, he's yeah. he's uh, technically. I was just going to yeah. say, is this just an easy position to play that anyone? Can, <laughs> what do you think? I know, I know left back <laughs> just drops in. He does a lot of stuff unnoticed. He just does nothing. Like you know, but Jarvis is very <laughs> good on the ball. Though, it wouldn't be amazing if he actually did okay. Because <laughs> Damien Lynch <laughs> went into play midfield for a while, didn't he? When he yeah. was at draw and mm. I'm thinking Eamon Doherty at Derry back in the day. Conor McCormick was a fullback for a yeah, long time. Yeah, it has been done for. I mean, I suppose if you're technically good, you might think Rice was a fullback when midfield. Rice, yeah, pretty much. There's no Paul Keegan though. No. No, 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 Paul Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. He everything. He yeah. sweeps everything clean. Uh, everyone <laughs> Athlone against Strada in uh, the first division. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about Athlone another, another time, Johnny, I think. Yeah. Galway against UCD, huge game. Galway United haven't won any of the games against uh, the, the, the kind of promotion candidates anyway so far. And uh, 
yeah, that was a, a bit of a sickener for Galway the other night. Shelburne against Finn Harps, huge game. Uh, Wexford face Longford Town. And Cove Ramblers must congratulate them on getting to the semi-finals of the League Cup. They play Cavan Teeley on Saturday. Yeah, Stephen Henderson obviously deciding to stay on when he looked like he was going to leave there. So, um it's been a strange yeah. time for a couple of clubs in the first division, and obviously Aaron Callahan banned from football for for six months. A day after a, resigning. A day after he resigned, uh, <laughs> just feels like this Athlone story is just uh, be a good documentary, and I'd say at some stage. Going to matches in cars there recently, I think. Yeah, they had no bus, no bus for Wexford, so they arrived in, in four cars. Yeah, just they just could have done with Rory Feely or someone to like lift them on the trip, lads. You know, <laughs> to push just get, the car. Just getting his number. <laughs> <laughs> Um, should very quickly should the FAI be actively pursuing another club to come into the league next season because Athlone are a joke shop I don't know I mean why not it, it seems more like Athlone needs a bit of a change I mean it's a, it's a tried and trusted method in the league you you rebrand and come back as this, you know a different trading company with the same club I mean it's happened several times I mean it's 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 fairly depressing and it just seems to be going from bad to worse and yet the same people are still involved running the club yeah, so another board clearly they're not changed. seeing a they're not seeing a problem if they're if they're they're not stepping aside. Uh, I know there has been some talk. And I don't want to get this wrong, but I think some fans that then there are trying to get together and see what they can do. But um, they have a difficult regime. You, to you don't have the keys to, to the kingdom. Their... I mean, what the FEI do is they hand out licenses. I mean, they did that in Limerick back in the day. You know, they they get the license from one to the other. Effectively, with with, with Cork City Forest when it started, mm. you know, the, the the old Cork City was trying to still apply for a license. So. I think you need a bit of leadership at these times. I think I think the future still is Athlone being the club. It just may not be that Athlone that's there at the moment. Please God, um, that was episode thirteen, season two. Great having you in, lads. Um, we apologise to Waterford fans. We haven't. I think this is the first Waterford personality we've had in the studio. Yeah, well, on studio. Yeah. yeah um, but it was that was very enjoyable. And uh, best of luck in your um, fight to avoid Thanks the drop. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Rovers will obviously be expecting to win comfortably against relegation threatened Walford on Friday night. But uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you at the matches this weekend.